What's good, family? We're here to fight. Fight, fight, fight. She loves this. She loves this. She loves this. So, we are back. Marital Arts family, you know what we're here to do. We are here to fight for marriages, not in our marriages. So, we're, we're, we're really excited about this one. Uh, we get to bust up some myths about marriage. Ooh, boy. I remember when we got married many many moons ago <laughs> and just getting to the place where we the marriage us getting married getting to the event of marriage was a big deal and it was this massive shift and I just knew our lives were gonna change <laughs> and the world was gonna change because we finally we had gotten married we had been engaged for a long period of time so this was it we put the rings on we kissed they threw the rice we had the celebration and I was like ah We've arrived. We've arrived. <laughs> we made it. This is the finish line. Now we can sit and ride off, and the rest of our lives are just going to be this blissful marriage deal. Myth. <laughs> Lies and fabrications. I realized very early on that getting married is not the end, it's the beginning, it's actually the start. And the thing about getting married is there's such a celebration of the event. It gets really easy to think that this is the end, like it's the Super Bowl or like you've won the Super Bowl when really you just got invited to tryouts. That's really what it is. You haven't won the Olympic gold. You've just been invited to try out to make the team. <laughs> so I wanted to, to, to get us rolling on this. Babe, talk about some marriage myths. What, what, what were you told? Well, I'm going to I'm going to share a little bit. And y'all have been here with us for 3 weeks now. If you haven't, then there's a couple other episodes to catch. But for me, one of the myths um I think was I don't know if it was even so much a marriage myth. It was like a life myth that oh. I carry, <laughs> you know. And so it took me a long time to realize that um I was looking for things to be peaceful all the time, happy all the time, mm. pleasant all the time. <laughs> and if they were not, I was gone. I was running, I was avoidant, I was escaping it. And to me, for me, that looked like making myself busy. At some point it looked like drinking too much. It would look like spending too much. Um, it would look like hanging out with people who didn't, uh, how to put it, when you hang with the right people and they connect with you on a spiritual level, they don't just go by what you say. They go by what they sense mm. and they will hold you accountable. They'll ask, like, are you okay? And they won't trust you when you say, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> they'll say, hey, okay, because if, you know, they'll, they'll press you. And so you have to be your full authentic self. And so that was the myth for me that got broken was... You know, I thought everything would be pleasant and peaceful and happy all the time. And the reality is that's not your full authentic self. People have a range of emotions, feelings, experiences. And in a marriage, you get to go through all of those. And so I love that you described it as um, the beginning. But that's what I feel like a lot of this is, is new beginnings. Um, so that, I know it was kind of reiterating what you described. But that fantasy one, is a, that's a deep one. Tell me. Sir Ebenezer Quay, fine. Ooh. Sir Ebenezer Quay, the which matters. Government. The looks matter because Ooh. when it comes to sex, which is what I'm about to ask you about. Okay. 
the opinions of folks who are incredibly attractive. <laughs> you tell, you tell, I'm listening. Go ahead. Keep I'm talking. a certain kind of. Keep talking. Keep talking. A certain kind of. <laughs> I'm listening. We talk about. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I say quoi. Focus. <laughs> so, what were your expectations? Oh wow! <laughs> About marriage. Tell you us. know what? I've I've heard. It's funny. I've actually heard both ends of the spectrum. There was the one which was like, getting married was going to make your sex life, just the act of getting married was going to make your sex life the most amazing, incredible, mind-blowing experience of all time, forever and ever, amen. Like once the ring came on, it was like, yo, we have unlocked perfect sex. And that was just how it was gonna be for the rest of your life. And that is such a lie. <laughs> That's such a lie that is so not true. Uh, and then I heard the other end of the spectrum from people who were in marriages who were, let's just say, not as happy, which was, you know, at some point, you know, the, the, the sex just gets boring and you just stop having sex and you don't even want to do it. And then this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. And I realized at the end of the day, because that's a lie too, uh, your sex life is whatever the two of you decide it's going to be at any given moment, in any given season, at any given point in time. There is no hard and fast rule of what it's going to be. It's literally, this is what we've decided us being together and being intimate is going to be like. And it is an ongoing discussion and an ongoing revelation. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn something new about yourself and your spouse as long as you know my things, pay attention and be a student. As long as you stay a student and pay you're attention, you're going to learn. I learn new things about her. And that is what keeps the sex life sexy. What am I paying attention to? What are you showing me that's different? What are you telling me? Am I, and not just what she's showing me, but if I say something, does she pay attention and take that thing and use it? Yo, that is it. I remember, okay, real quick. So we were dating, I made a comment. It was a comment, it was a comment. It was a past comment, I said, yo, I'm gonna marry the girl that makes me a cheesecake. What you do, babe? What you, what I made you, you a red velvet cheesecake, yeah. and I hate cheesecake. Right. I made you layers of white chocolate. Yes, get red velvet Talk about cheesecake. It. Talk about it. Because I knew that you liked white chocolate. What you doing after? Mm -hmm. What you doing after? This? We pay attention. Back. I'm back. I'm back. Yo, <laughs> I'm back. I'm done. I'm back. But that was a huge part of it. And so the myth is that it's either going to be just mind-numbingly amazing, or just uh, or mediocre, or it's just going to die out. The truth of the matter is. Your, your sex life is a reflection of your marriage. Like this is hard talk. I'm gonna say this, if your sex life is boring, y'all are boring, fix it. I said it, I, I said it, I'm sorry, I said it, I said it. And, that, and it's not because the actual intimacy is boring because there's nothing boring about intimacy, mm -hmm. but there's a disconnect. Excuse me. Yeah, so somebody's not paying attention, somebody doesn't want to pay attention, someone doesn't want to receive new information, somebody doesn't want to become a new thing, someone doesn't want to grow anymore, someone doesn't want to change anymore. And one of the things I love about you is, you are like, I want to get better. And I'm like, I want to get better. I want us to talk, I want us to get closer, I want us to keep sharing and learning and growing. And I think that is what ultimately affects the sex life. So that was my sex expectations, mind-numbing thing. It was like, you mean we have to work? 
-hmm. And it's a work that never ends, but it's also a work that always yields benefits. Oh, brand new. What about you? Oof, I want to sit on that one. Um, so <laughs> the way that you described um, the disconnect and intimacy is such a huge thing. And so we'll move on from, you know, sex myths. But um, the idea that so this I want to call out that the world sells us one version of sex that is about flesh and instant gratification and increasingly whatever thrilling experience and the fact of the matter is if an encounter any encounter sexual you know sports anything is focused on a thrill by definition the thrill will diminish like you will not be able to ever out thrill yourself like that that never happens it's the law of diminishing returns and so when you take away the idea that this is about thrilling and surprising and shocking on whatever else is going on there and instead it's about this inside out sex that the the souls are connecting that your spirit that the fullness of who you are is connecting like you said that is not boring but it is not easy oh. and so we have to at some point I think marriages are served well to get rid of the idea that you're always gonna be um, turned on and feeling like you have put on all your makeup and shaved all of your whatever <laughs> and have done all of your push-ups and are ready to do whatever to Marvin Gaye's whatever like you may have just found out that you lost a loved one and y'all are comforting each other and in sadness you connect in a really profound and meaningful way and marriage has space for that when you're willing to be vulnerable and authentic about it and that it's it's a totally different kind of sex than what I think we're um, shown in you know the rest of the world. So that's your sneak peek on it. Um, <laughs> you were so turned up once we said sex. I so mean, boundaries. We're gonna talk about boundaries. Boundaries. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about boundaries. Then. Yeah. That oh too. <laughs> the myth that I remember was this idea that um, there are no boundaries, that you share everything, everything belongs to one another, mm. that you know you have to make your husband happy and your husband has to make you happy. And yeah, it was in many ways this boundary-free life. Um, and I'm realizing that there's, as you put it, there's a difference between walls and boundaries. And there's a need for you to have your own space in the marriage also. So tell me what you said last night about walls and boundaries. Oh. It convicted me. Oh. <laughs> so it'll help somebody. Okay. Well, and this is something I had to realize is that, you know, we are in a world of where we're all discovering boundaries mm -hmm. in our emotions and in our spirit and, and these things. But there's a difference between like boundaries and walls. Mm -hmm. And so boundaries are there so that there's a clear delineation of where things flourish, function, and grow. So you put boundaries around it and it does not allow anything that does not f allow what is inside the boundary to flourish, function, and grow. That's a boundary. This means I don't let anything in that doesn't do yeah. these things. That's a boundary. Walls are things that are put up 
to, to trap dysfunction in an area. Mm -hmm. And so people will put up walls because, you know, if we have a dysfunctional area and it's something we're sensitive about or we're not even aware of, we'll put up a wall because we want to keep our dysfunction because we're comfortable with it. And so now it becomes, how do I break down or how, what do I do when there's a wall that's trapping in a dysfunction? And so we have to be really mindful of, yo, there's a difference between boundaries and walls and we need boundaries and we need to discover walls and how to bring them down. Because ultimately, whatever dysfunction I have, if I don't take care of it, it's gonna affect our marriage and, and likewise. So we can't have walls up for those. We have to keep bring those walls down. I love how you put that. Um there's a step farther, so what we've learned after having two kids now is that not only does it affect your spouse, but the kids copy you. Yes. You have little mimickers running around and they do everything you do. Not what you say, they do what you do. And with dysfunction, I want to encourage folks because that word can feel um, like you've done something wrong. Sometimes the wall is to protect something that you've learned that is keeping you safe that ultimately though is not the highest functioning the optimal functioning version of you and so the goal here is to choose it's not to say like everything has to be off limits it's to be able to choose as he said where are things flourishing and how am i making that choice instead of you know a wall that you like flee behind that's a reaction it's not a choice um and so i think we've we've covered we broke the sex myth the boundary myth yep. and the fantasy land myth. handled handled i think so matter of fact what i would love for you all to do fam what myths have you heard about marriage mm -hmm. for those of you who are married what myths have you heard what have you discovered just isn't true anymore? And for those of you who aren't married, what have you heard about marriage? Drop that down in the comments. We're gonna jump in there and talk about those two and see if we can bring some truth to, <laughs> to combat these myths. Because at the end of the day, we want the understanding of marriage to, uh, to be something where we all know what we're getting into, we all know what we're in, and we're not functioning with false expectations because those will doom and kill a marriage too. Family, thank you so much. You got to kick it with us. This is not a myth, this is real. Thanks for having this experience with us. Don't forget, like, subscribe, share. Sharing is caring. What do we always say? Sharing is caring. We care, y'all should care too. So go ahead on family. Let's let the family grow. Let's let the conversation continue. And we will catch you guys at the next fight. Take it easy.